Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. Sponsored by Journey 333. That is a place of mind, body, spirit that helps you with fitness, coaching, and nutrition to look better, live better, and feel better. We produce these episodes every week for your enjoyment to help people to overcome adversity and live their dreams. Yo, 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 it's your boy TV. Welcome everybody to the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. That's a place of fitness, coaching, and nutrition, mind, body, spirit, where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better. Today, I got with me Jason DeCure. This is the Beard King, guys. Boy, if you, uh, if you are just listening and not watching the video, you got to come and watch and see where the Beard King sits because that is some comfortable throne that I'm looking at right now. And, uh, you know, it's just really interesting. I got to meet Jason uh, through a friend of mine, uh, Michael Goddard. And uh, Jason is just such an interesting guy. Uh, some of his brand, his apparel brand, one of the T-shirts I first saw, and I said, hey, man, what's that about? Uh, his apparel brand is Suburbia, and that's not Suburbia as in out in the woods, but it's about living in a sober state. And I saw this T-shirt that said heavily medicated and I or meditated, not medicated, <laughs> heavily meditated, which is like being, you know, like uh, some people say, oh, that person was heavily medicated. And I just want to learn more about Jason. And what was really cool about us meeting and me and being able to already receive from him it's just how Jason lives his life. He's just open to what the universe has in store for him. And I don't want to steal any of his thunder, but I know you're going to get some tips and practices that you can apply in your life today that is going to help you in a major way. And that's why I was like, Jason, you know, the conversation we're having, I need you to have it with my audience. So Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh man, I mean, you've been on this great journey and I'm just, I'm excited for you to share with people a little bit about your journey. So I guess uh, maybe, you know, you shared a really cool part, really cool story for me uh, or with me about how you came to be with Michael and Leanne. But even before that, there's got to be some history as to why a guy comes out with a, a line of clothing like suburbia, uh, you know, promoting living in that sober state and just the benefits of it. So uh, can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Of course. Uh, I think uh, I guess we'll we'll start uh, way back when when I was uh, I was much much younger than this, and I didn't have a beard and my and uh, my hair. I still had hair, so that was cool. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, it started when I was younger, you know. Like uh, I um, I grew up in like you know a house that had two fa two parents, and uh, it was a good life. But uh, I gravitated towards the negative, and I gravitated into drugs and alcohol, and it. Uh, it basically tore my life uh, apart very at a very early age. Um, at 19 years old, I found myself at a place where I had the choice to either um, go into continue the life of crime and, and drugs and alcohol and and just resign myself to that this is what it's going to be to the bitter end, or uh, or take the help that was being offered to me. And begrudgingly, I took the help, and uh, that started my life uh, on a completely different path. Um, I think what ended up happening more, more often than not is that like that I, I was introduced to some principles and some steps and some life, uh, a life that was beyond my wildest dreams, but I never thought that I could achieve that. Um, and I never thought, I just, I just wanted to stop being sick. I wanted to stop not feeling the way I was feeling. I wanted to, to stop like, getting arrested, you know? And, uh, and that was like the beginning of it. It wasn't like, 
I decided in one moment that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just never going to drink again. And like, that's going to be okay. Like it was never like that. It, it was this, I was just so beaten and broken that, that I was willing to try something else. And that something else uh, for me ended up being a 12 step program um, where, you know, for me going into that was, <clears throat> I was very anti the idea of spirituality and religion in general. Um, and, uh, and through that process, I found spirituality. I found spiritual concepts. I found things that I could do business with when it came to uh, the way I understood and like, I think very logically. So uh, for me to get to a place where I could be like, okay, well, there's something out there. And like, how do I, how do I even translate that into uh, a kind of path or direction? So uh, that process slowly helped me find this connectivity with the universe and the connectivity with the universe brought me to a place where um, I was able to start doing things that were like self-care stuff. And I didn't understand self-care at first. Uh, and it took me probably longer than it should have. But at some point, people who guided me, mentors, uh, sponsors, friends, uh, they they were all like moving in a certain direction. And the way they moved made sense with the way that I wanted to move. And that brought me to a place. Again, that brought me to these different levels. It was, it was always this like this leveling up process. Sometimes the leveling up process was this minute little step. Sometimes it was these great big giant leaps of faith. Uh, and, and sometimes it was just this overall learned experience that all of a sudden brought me to this moment of like, oh, okay, this works or this doesn't work. Or like, uh, I, I can actually do this, you know, um, back to like, as far as like the suburbia is concerned, I was actually talking to a friend of mine. I don't know. A couple you know, there, ago, and, a couple uh, things there, though, Jason, if I could, just before we sure. we go into that suburbia, it was interesting that you said you're just so beaten and broken and you're just tired of being arrested. And, and I mean, would you say that sometimes you just kind of have to have a breakdown before you can have a breakthrough? I mean, like, it seems like you were pretty well broken down and open for a breakthrough. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I truly believe that at some point uh, and it's part of the human condition, like we we. Pain is the greatest motivator. It doesn't always have to be, but, uh, and we can talk about that a little more later, but like pain at its inherently for the human condition is one of the things that motivates us most to be able to be the touchstone of change. And that touchstone of change uh, is starts with the awareness that the pain is great enough. And then the next step is, okay, what do I have to do to change this? Yeah, so good, so good. And then what you said something that just really impressed me. Uh, you said, I was interested, uh, no, I was introduced to a world that was just better than my wildest dreams. And what you're mm -hmm. talking about, though, is a sober world, right? Like yeah. most of the time, I don't know. I just think there's a majority of the population out there that like, you know, if they have dreams, you know, there's big parties and, and they're not sober parties. And, and you're talking about a world that was better than your wildest dreams. And that was when you were getting on the sober path, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, yeah. And now I'm sorry, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we didn't gloss over a couple of those things because because uh, this is what I want our listeners to get out of this today, especially as you start telling us more about how some of the principles that you were taught helped you to get connected to the universe and how people can get more connected to the opportunities that exist in their life, the, the, the path that they're meant to be on. Um, you know, I just wanted people to kind of pick up those couple of things. And so as you were you know, getting connected to these uh, principles, thought processes, 
mentors in your life. I like that. I like how you were just absorbing from different people and, and you know, kind of picking up what was useful. Uh, yeah. Tell us more about that journey, if you would, into this suburbia. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, it's funny because uh, when I was, um, I was probably 14 years old and just to like, kind of like make that like intertwine with the story, um, I was already engulfed in drugs and alcohol in a way that had me in a grip that I couldn't get out of. Um, so I was always making these plans about the things I wanted to do, but I never had any ability to do them because I could never get out of the grip of the thing that had me most. Um, and me and my best friend in early high school were, we wanted to do uh, a clothing brand called splat dead Bugwear, And it was like this, like really grotesque, like, like, like images of like, I don't know, like skeletal. I don't know. It, it was really a terrible idea. Uh, but it was, it was the, again, it was the beginning of something that became a lifelong dream. Um, because I'm in that moment, like I remember just be wearing, spending so much money and wearing clothes that, that, uh, that I liked, but I always wanted to have, there was always like something that I wanted to tweak. There was always something that was a little bit different that I thought that like, if it was done this way, that I would, I would really, really be proud to wear it. And, uh, and suburbia came about as a result of that. And, um, Suburbia is spelled S-O-B-E-R-B-I-A, suburbia. Um, and it's a play on words. Like, yeah, like you said, it's not suburbia in the way of like living in the burbs outside the city. Uh, suburbia is, uh, is an idea of being sober, um, sober-minded per se, uh, and living in that state of mind, you know? So suburbia came about and, and a lot of the things that I've done uh, and a lot of the ideas that have come from this are really these spin play on words um, because that always interests me as well. You know, um, the uh, one of the other things was the, uh, the suburbia logo, which you guys can kind of see here. It's hard to see on my sleeve, but uh, every every shirt, every hoodie has the, the heart logo either on the wrist or on the sleeve. And uh, that's personally because I always wear my heart on my sleeve. So it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, if you wear our clothing, like come wear your heart on your sleeve with me, like come be a part of this type thing. Yeah. And by, by saying, I, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve, I mean, you know, that's an expression that I've heard before. Um, you and I were talking about meditation. And so then the next day after we exchanged numbers, I had to text you. And I was like, yeah. you know, it was an I am meditation. And uh, you responded to me and you said, I am love. And so when you say, um, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve, uh, does that mean, you know, uh, just being that that love, that light to the world is, is often and as is frequently as impactful as you can yeah absolutely uh, it's uh, it's actually like more of like a twofold like it's the it's the idea that i'm very upfront and i'm very straightforward and, and i will and i i don't i try as best as possible to not wear a mask because at the end of the day there are so many people uh, out there and and myself included that has worn masks because we think we have to, we think we have to be something for someone or something for some job or, or we have to be a certain type of way. And I try to be mindful daily to, to remove those masks and just be authentic and, uh, and finding what my true authentic self happened through meditation uh, and through work in like this intrinsic work of finding out who I am, not like by the clothes that I wear or the car that I drive or any of those things. It was, it was be this culmination of this understanding that I didn't have to seek outward to look at what I am. I needed to look inward to uh, redefine how I felt about myself. And that would be my outward expression to the world. Wow. Wow. That's so good. So good. Now we're talking about a couple of things right now that people don't take the time to do. And, and I, actually our conversation began with 
I, I said, Jason, you know, I, I try to meditate, but my mind's so busy and I know it's good for me. And, and I actually asked you to explain to me what your definition of meditation was. I was asking if you could just kind of help me to understand that. And I think that might be a, a good place for us to start with the audience um, to, to just understand, because we know that meditation is good for us. We know it's good to quiet our mind. We know it's good to maybe get on uh, in touch with that authentic self. So if you could just, uh, you know, kind of define that for us a little bit, you know, what it means in your yeah, world. Absolutely. Uh, in, in my world, meditation is, is very open and it's, it's not this like, there's there's so many different ways to meditate and there's so many ideologies in, in meditation uh and I have, I have friends that you know that are that are buddhists that believe that you know you need to seek the nothingness you know and uh that you need to have your mind be entirely quill and uh, still and quiet um and and that sure it could be a, uh, what meditation is for you but I, i've found that meditation can actually be so much more like there is so many more things we can do with meditation that can help us not only to be able to unclutter our minds or to slow the mind down or to find a little more peace of mind. But you can, and I was talking to you about this the, the other day, uh, you can actually start to like do some inner healing with meditation. So for me, the meditation is being able to unlock my mind so that I can connect with the, my whole self. Right. Um, and then also with that, like, I feel that I, I believe that I can connect the universe that way, like the interconnectedness of how uh, things happen in my life and my life goes and the situations that are, hold on one second. Sorry, I'm getting a call. I need to, are you there? Yeah, sorry about that. No, no problem. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, it, it's all about the, the interconnectedness for me. And, uh, and a, a lot of the meditation for me is, uh, at its at its root, it's being able to let my mind be free, but not free in the way that I just keep replaying the cluttered moments happening over and over and over again. It's it's the be free to actually process the thoughts that are going through my mind and to quiet my mind long enough to be able to really understand why my mind is thinking these things or what's what's the underlying cause and and uh, and take that. Uh, that clutter and kind of like categorize it into things that are necessary, things that are not necessary, things that are serving me, things that are no longer serving me. Um, and that all happens through like a process of practice in meditation. It's not like you, you're going to start meditating today and you're going to be able to categorize all the things that are important or not important or, and like dispel a bunch of things that have been deeply rooted within your psyche for, you know, as long as you've been alive as much as you, you know, uh, as with all the things that you've gone through and it's just going to change, you know, but uh, it's a, it's a practice and a process of being able to be in tune with not just my conscious thoughts, but learn to be in tune with the subconscious. And that is where the deeper, calmer, more peaceful place is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Now there's two places I'd like us to go. Cause you know, just kind of listening to what you're saying, I'm I feel like I want to ask you for sure where somebody would begin because you, you've been on a journey. Uh, you described your journey a little bit to me uh, off this podcast. We talked a little bit about it, you know, where you, you started out just, you know, having somebody kind of mentor you and, you know, you were just kind of sitting there and trying to begin your meditation. So I definitely want to ask you about where people can begin. But before that, I would like to ask you, uh, you're just talking about getting rid of clutter. And earlier you talked, you described it as an inner healing. So if you could, um, 
how does how does one do that? Do you feel like there's kind of like an identification process that says, okay, this is coming from the ego, or this is coming from a place of, uh, you know, maybe just uh, some bad habits I was taught, or or you know, whatever, you know, like I, I mean, do you have like a way? Uh, you mentioned having a spirit of discernment. Uh, you and I talked about that before. So, um, can you tell tell us a little bit about like kind of how you use a filter in your process yeah. of clearing your mind? Okay. So uh, it's it's actually interesting. There was a there was a, this group called the um, the Oxford Group, um, and they were like a they were like a, a dry society uh, in the end of the century and the beginning of the nineteenth century. And uh, they practiced what was called uh, two way meditation, and this two way meditation uh, was also called guidance. And uh, so the beginning of this process of discernment happened with me doing uh, a practice that was old uh, but tri- tried and true and tested. Um, so what we, what I would do is I would, when I would start to meditate, I would, uh, take time in the morning to just get myself in a quiet place. I'd kind of like bring myself down by just breathing, talking to myself about breathing and focusing on the breathing and then just let the thoughts come as I would ask a question, uh, specifically about whatever it was, if it was a specific question about my day or a situation. And I would ask those questions. Right. And, uh, and then I would have a pad and paper ready and I would write down whatever came to mind as I was doing a five or 10 minute meditation on just letting the thoughts come about what was happening in my brain. And then, uh, and then after I was done, I would reach out to someone who also did this, uh, this practice, and I would have them help me test uh, against four basic principles. And it was, uh, they're, they're called the four absolutes. It was being absolutely honest, being uh, absolutely pure, um, being absolutely unselfless. And for whatever reason, I can't think of the fourth one right now, uh, but there, there's these basically these four tests. And, uh, and when we talk, I would talk with someone else, they would, oh man, everyone's calling me today. Okay. Uh, they would, when they would talk to someone else about it, they would uh, have me go through these four questions and if it was two of the questions, it was my own self, my own ego, my own whatever. Um, and then I would try and look at where it came from. Um, if it was three, of, if it only measured up against three of the things, it was still most likely mo- me. And that was, it was my ego, my pride, my fear. Um, and, uh, but if it was all four, that was, a, uh, that was guidance. It was divine guidance coming from whether it was whatever you believe, whether it was God, or if you believe in just spirit of the universe or whatever, it was you finding the connectivity to find answers that came from not your own self. Um, and then throughout the years, I just became more aware of how that process worked until I no longer had to really reach out to someone um, to ask them whether it was me or whatever. Um, I could just uh, see very clearly that their self was involved. Um, I, I would point out that, uh, you know, like the greatest fears that we have in general is like, uh, is losing what we already have or not getting what we want. And those two fears in the human condition uh, are shot through every fiber of our being. And if we aren't mindful of, the, of that fear, of those fears, and they manifest themselves in, in all different kinds of ways. But if we're not mindful of those fears, um, those fears can drive us in, in the direction that's uh, converse to where we want to go every time. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So a couple of things I'd like to highlight about what you just said there. One, uh, that your meditation that you're mentioning, 
was only five to 10 minutes. So sometimes people think meditation is something intimidating, uh, maybe as long as an hour long yoga class or something. And they're like, oh, I don't know how to sit still for an hour. But, you know, even a five to 10 minute meditation where you ask yourself a question, you write down, you're, you're measuring it against uh, a moral compass. Uh, uh, a moral compass is a little bit higher than what the ego can give you, you know, or whether they're four absolutes or what. Uh, so I really appreciate that. And then also, uh, you know, you just talk about, you know, kind of getting out of your own way. Um, you know, the two fears that people have. What, what were those two fears again? It's uh, not getting what we want or losing what we already have. Yeah, I, I've been, uh, been on this path myself where uh, I'd really like to have an egoectomy, but it turns out that's impossible. But, uh, you know, measuring myself, <laughs> <laughs> I really like to just totally get rid of that. But, uh, you know, it turns out those procedures aren't available. But in the meantime, you know, you have to ask yourself those questions, right? Like sometimes people go through life thinking that they are what they have. But, uh, you know, do some logical examinations and say, if all I am is what I have, then what happens when I lose what I have? I lose who I am, you know, or yeah. if I am what other people think of me, then then obviously I'm subject to, you know, I want to be independent of the good opinion of others, right? That That's a very important goal in my life. And and that's why some of the things that uh, you and I were sharing in conversation were really speaking to me because I'm like, that's the journey that I'm on. I'm, I'm trying not to think that I'm my accomplishments or what other people think or thinking that I'm separate. I, I understand that I'm part of this amazing universe and that I'm connected to every soul on this planet and, and that I need to open up myself through this awesome process of meditation to, to, to what is it that, that, that's in store for me? You know, what is this? What are the opportunities that we would have if we'd get out of our own way? So let me ask you this. How does someone begin? Well, uh, someone, the, the beginning is very simple. It's, it's make, it's setting aside time and the time amount of time, like the, what you actually set aside for meditation is not as important as that you actually set aside the time. So what, uh, what I would say is, and what I advise people is just to start with a minute, but that minute, it needs to be the minute for you. That minute needs to be the time that you have set aside just for you. And just for that meditation, um, we have like a, a lot of times, um, when I have people start uh, or people start meditating, they get they fall into victim to this like thinking of what was supposed to happen or what they were doing or the things that didn't get done uh, it, it, throughout the, the beginning of the meditation or the things that need to get done or the things that they have to do or they're not going to get to do or all these like these moments they're not in the present and uh, and being uh, stuck in the future or the past or the past and the future uh, they they. Uh, we, we don't have the ability to actually really experience life that way. And, uh, and that's another reason why I do meditation is, is to find the ability to be as present as possible in my life so that I can experience life through a different lens because the lens of the future and the lens of the past is always going to prevent me from being able to just see what is really going on. Man, that is so good. So good. You know, uh, that's another, uh, a quote that I really enjoy is uh, to just truly understand that time is an illusion, right? Like, you know, like uh, we don't, we spend a lot of time in yesterday, but we can't be in yesterday. And we spend a lot of time worried about tomorrow, but you can't be there. I mean, it may sound cliche, but uh, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. All you have is now. And that's why it's called the present. But how many of us really get to be present and have the gift of it uh, that it's supposed to be? And that's why I think it's so important to practice uh, what you're doing so well. 
So let me ask you this. Uh, some people, you know, they, they may even enjoy the process of a guided meditation. And I know that you've led those before, right? I, that's mm -hmm. something that you do. Um, what it, define for our audience, our listeners, if you would, what a guided meditation is. Okay. Uh, so uh, guided meditation is actually having either an audio or someone directly uh, walking you through the process of a meditation, of how to meditate, and uh, and helping you engage in what the meditation is. And uh, and you know, just to circle back around on that uh, that you know how to start thing, um, the starting is can be done with a guided meditation, or it doesn't have to be, but it helps. Like I can definitely say that. When I had someone sit me down, give me specific instructions and, and tell me what I needed to do for that first minute, um, it helped so much more than any of the other times I had kind of tried meditation, but I was like, oh, it's not for me or I can't do this because I didn't know that I didn't know how to do it. What uh, would you recommend any resources? Like what are some of the things that have helped you the most? You know, what are some uh, good resources for our audience that, uh, you know, want to quiet their mind and get more in touch with their authentic self and discover what life has in store for them. I, I think uh, as, as much as YouTube has become such a tool in so many different ways uh, in our lives, I think YouTube still is one of the best things. Um, and there's some apps out there too, uh, but uh, YouTube actually will, gives you the ability to seek out spe specific types of meditation. Maybe if you want like a, a release meditation, you're trying to release some either energy or a person, or like you're trying to do like heart healing meditation, uh, or you're just trying to quiet your mind or you're trying to de-stress, you can type in, in the YouTubes, like uh, de-stress meditation or, uh, you know, or quieting the mind meditation. And then uh, you can find, or, and you can even like be specific, like I want a one minute meditation or a five minute meditation. And you will come up with hundreds of thousands of times sometimes of different meditations available to be able to do specifically what you're looking for. Um, and I know that like when I, when I started doing meditation, I start, I, I was looking for beginners meditations and that, and that was the beginning, like beginners meditations. And a lot of them are guided because it's, because being new at something, you need a little bit of guidance. Good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, um, you know, I really appreciate YouTube being <laughs> used as a tool. I recently got an RV last year and I can't tell you how often I was YouTube and just what to do. So YouTube is an excellent resource for whatever you want to do. Uh, and I enjoy the fact that it's in a video format versus anything else because I'm a pretty visual guy. So uh, really good stuff. Um, I know that we're, we're kind of coming down towards the end of the show, but uh, let me ask you, if people wanted to reach out to you, uh, you know, can they follow you on Facebook or Instagram or like what's the best, uh, you know, kind of place to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can actually, uh, if you uh, go to Suburbia LLC at Instagram or Facebook, you can find us. Um, uh, or if you're looking for like, I, I have a, my like personal journey uh, about like through recovery and life and all that stuff. And, and, and again, the, the recovery thing is like, when I like the sober minded thing doesn't even always necessarily mean that like, uh, for everybody, like being sober isn't for everybody. Like I, I believe that if you need to, if you, if you can drink successfully, it doesn't cause you problems in your life. I don't demonize alcohol or drinking. Uh, I accept that there are people that can do it. I just don't think I can. Um, uh, but my personal Instagram is uh, kids got the life. Um, and that is more about the, the journey of the things that I've done in my life. And, 
Uh, and there will be some more meditations that are going to be posted up on that one um, because that's kind of the, the, the direction I'm going to go with that, uh, that account. So. Very cool. Very cool. I look forward to following that one myself. Um, let me, uh, let me ask you though, how about this apparel that we've talked a little bit about today, you know, being heavily meditated and being in suburbia and, and wearing your heart on your sleeve, you know, how can people check that out? If you guys want to check that out, you can go to dopestsouls.com. Uh, and uh, that's actually one of the, one of our lines that we've had is the dopest souls. Um, because we believe that again, you know, if you're living your best life and whatever that best life looks like, if you're living your best life, like, and you're, you're learning to grow beyond the things that prevent you from having the life that you want, like you are one of the dopest souls. And, and, uh, and we, we really embody that in, uh, in not only what we wear, but in the way we live. So good. So good. Well, I want to be one of the dopest souls. That's for sure. Uh, so I appreciate that. Thank you so much for, for just sharing a few little tips and uh, useful information and, and parts of your life. Uh, thank you for being vulnerable with our audience. You know, Jason, uh, I really appreciate this friendship that we began and I, I look forward to keeping in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, it was an amazing experience to be here and I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I am working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right. People come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities, if you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.